I'm Holly Millward, a writer and a reader. Welcome to my podcast. I would like to discuss a book called Daughter of the Blood by Anne Bishop. I picked this book up a while ago because um, I've been more active on Twitter and social media lately um, over the summer. And recently I was participating in a hashtag, like a, a writing game. And it came up a couple of times by one of my new friends that um, this is one of her favorite series of books and she really enjoys um, one of the characters, favorite character. And I feel like I have similar tastes um, to um, the books books that this person does. And so I thought, oh, hey, I should pick it up and take a look. Um, I've seen the book before. It's a pretty um, widely known book. Um, I just had never picked it up before. So um, I had some really interesting (laughs) experiences um, with the book, and I'm still not 100% sure how I feel about the book, too. So this will be a really interesting podcast to kind of suss out, you know, for me, kind of how like what I think. Um, right now, it, to be totally transparent, I'm actually about a third of the way through the second book in this series. So I've gone, I finished the first book, Daughter of the Blood, and I've moved on to the next book. And, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more in depth here going forward. Okay, so I recently have been doing bookstagrams on Instagram, and part of the reason why I've been doing that is to try to encourage myself to read more and also to be more transparent with my um, followers on social media to let them know what I'm reading. Um, I am always interested in talking to people um, about books, so if they've read something that I'm reading, um, I would you know, like to encourage discussions. Um, But also, since I'm an author, I think it's really important to champion literacy. Um, But again, really, a lot of the goal of doing it is to get myself out of a habit um, that I've kind of fallen into. I feel like since it's kind of been for the last 10 years, and I think there's a, a number of reasons why I've sort of fallen out of the habit of reading as much as I used to. And that was because I think smartphones have something to do with it. I think <laughs> my daughter was born at that around exactly that same time frame. And then also that's when I started writing more too and being more serious about my writing, spending more time doing that. So all of those things, um, and in addition to being a wife and uh, working out in the workforce, you know, 40 hours a week, I just, reading kind of like fell behind in some of my priorities, whereas I used to spend, you know, tons and tons and tons of time reading. And so it's been something that I've been missing out of my my life for a while. Um, And I thought it was really important if I'm going to be a serious writer, I have to be a serious reader, too. Those things go hand in hand. Um, You can't have the one without the other. (laughs) So I've been doing these bookstagrams. I did one for Daughter of the Blood. I sent it out on social media, and immediately I got 
pinged by somebody on Twitter um, that I hadn't really interacted with before. Um, But this person reached out to me and said, oh, hey, have you read this before? I'm really curious. I want to know, you know, what you think about it. Um, But also, as we kind of were going back and forth in, in talking about this, and she learned that, no, I'm reading it for the first time, I haven't ever read it before, um, it kind of came up, this person was maybe worried about me reading this book, um, because of some of the content, and she felt like I might think it's inappropriate, or I might be upset about it, um, so, and I think that the, that the real, um, reason why she was reaching out to me is because she likes the books but had maybe had other people um tell her or not you know not enjoy the books or have have very passionate reactions negatively about the book and so anyway it was it was a really interesting conversation because like I said, I never interacted with her before. So to have someone just out of the blue say, oh, hey, um, you might want to watch out for this. I mean, I'm an adult and I've been a reader my whole life and I can, you know, tell what I'm reading. Like, I know what something's going to be about. I can look at the description and kind of have an idea of what's going to be in it. Um, Like, I guess... You, to, you get to a certain point where you're kind of an expert at that and you learn how to discriminate if, if you're a lifelong reader. You normally don't pick up a book unless it is something that you think you might enjoy. At least there might be, you know, that there's something in it that you would enjoy. And then the second point about it, and this is something I kind of explained to her um, in our communications, that you know, if it's really, if I start reading this, and actually, I had already read about a fourth of the book at this point, so I already had a good idea of what was in it by this point that I was having the discussions with her. But as a reader, you can always stop reading the book if you're uncomfortable, if it's really something that disturbs you, if it's really something you don't want to have any more to do with, you know, just like, stop. (laughs) <laughs> put the book away, move on with your life, you know, find something else. I, I don't really understand people who get, you know, really, really upset about reading. And I talked about this in my last podcast a little bit um, with Laura Thalassa's book and some of the reviews that she had of people just being so upset about the violence in her book and, and whatnot. I mean, I, I don't really understand it because once you get to a certain point and you start disliking it, you know, you don't have to finish reading it. You can put it down. You can go do something else. You can get a different book. Um, so anyway, this, this was my first, like, time that I've ever had anybody just, like, come out and be so vocal. And even though... I think ultimately the reason why she contacted me was because she didn't want me to have a negative reaction and be vocal about it because she likes the books, 
But then, really, it came across like she's trying to get me not to read the books at all. <laughs> and so it was just kind of like a strange, kind of a, which I appreciate somebody's concern. Um, I, I want to be clear about that. I mean, I'm always happy to discuss a book with someone. But also, I don't know. Like, we all have the ability to pick our books. And so I'd want to be really careful about telling somebody what they can or can't read. (laughs) Or maybe dissuading someone unless I know that person really well and what their tastes are. And then maybe at that point, recommending or not recommending something. Okay, so things that I really enjoyed about this book. The world building in this book is very detailed and it's a very specific world. It's dark. um, it's, It's very well thought out. It's very well crafted. Um, Anne Bishop does a great job with her writing. I know that she's written several other books. Um, I have only read Daughter of the Blood and then, as I said, started into the second book in the Black Jewels trilogy. So I don't have a big frame of reference for her writing. Um, I did get a little bit lost in some of the places in reading Daughter of the Blood. And I don't know if that's because I wasn't paying enough attention um, part of the time when I was reading it, I was listening to it um, on text-to-speech while I was going to and from work, so I may have missed some things, but it did seem like it kind of skipped every now and again, or it relied on maybe a little too heavily on pre-information like that happened beforehand that didn't maybe get fully explained. So there were a couple of confusing parts of it to me but that may have just been my own not paying enough attention in addition to that I did think that the world was very dark and maybe for me a little more vicious than I would normally um, enjoy reading to give a little bit more information if you've not read the books um they are about witches in this world. The witches are, it's a matriarchal society, so the rulers are queens. Um, there's black widows, a certain type of witchcraft. Um, there's different dimensions, so there's a living dimension. There's like a demon dead dimension where kind of they're semi-living. Um, and then there's also like a dead, kind of like a hell type of place and that it is very crafted to be very dark because the names even like there's Satan is one of the main characters and he is like the Lord of Hell um there's Damon is one of his sons there's Lucifer is one of his sons there's a Hecate um so it is it's crafted to be you know right off the I mean it's very dark um it wasn't the names that put me off 
offer made me question how much I liked about the book. For me, it was hard to find, aside from the main character, who is Janelle, who is this savior character, because she's a child in this book. She's like 11 or 12 years old, um, and she's coming in, like she's very special. She has all this um, knowledge, like she's, she's a very special gifted witch, but she's a child. And I did like her character a lot. But she was really only one. Like, she was really the only one that I did like. Everybody else was just, even though I understood the backstories with some of them, like why they were the way that they were, um, it just, it's such a vicious, vicious world that it was hard for me to enjoy it. Um, Specifically, it's very vicious where it comes to um, relationship between male and female. Because this world is a matriarchal world, the women have figured out how to um, mistreat the males. And so there's this, this level of sexual predatory behavior on both sides. So the women are mistreating the men in these horrible ways, like horrible. But then the men, on the flip side, are doing the same thing. Like, they are to the young girls who are not yet witches. Um, because once they become witches, then they're powerful, and they're not, can't be trifled with. But before they come into their power, so before puberty, before they grow into their adulthood, um, that's when the men are victimizing them. And so, so as you can see, it's some of these themes are really disturbing themes. Um, there's, there was one scene that I listened to on the way to work one morning, and it was kind of so horrifying, it, it stuck with me the whole day. Now, I... This, and this was midway through the book. This wasn't what happened in the end. Now, I knew what was going to happen at the end from having this person on Twitter reach out to me and, like, kind of try to warn me off of it from that and then using kind of hints from the text. I, I had a pretty good idea of what the ending was going to be way before I ever got to the ending. And and it was what I thought it was going to be. So it wasn't a shock to me. I was expecting it. And but to somebody who's not expecting it, it just I can see how somebody would have a very vehement reaction to this and be very upset at this book. Now, having said that, I plan to talk more in depth about about this in the third part of my of this podcast. Um, but I do want to say, like the last 40% of the book, even though I had an idea of what was going to happen, I couldn't put the book down. And even though I was kind of like on the fence about whether or not I really like this book, um, because like I said, there were a couple things that I thought it was frustrating in some parts, it was confusing in some parts to me, I don't know that, you know, not everybody would have that same experience. 
but I did enjoy it. I stayed up until like 1.30 in the morning on a night that I had to go to work the next day um, to finish this because I couldn't put it down. So obviously I was enjoying it or I wouldn't have been reading up that, until that late. But it is very, the material that's in it is dark material. It's material that would offend for sure um, some people. And I'll talk about that a little bit more coming up next. So about a year or so on Twitter, I saw one of my author, a big name author of young adult books, tweeted something that really impacted me. Um, And I've gone back and forth on it over the last couple years. So what the person said was they were very upset because the last couple of books that they had read the action of the books and the arc, the story arc and the and the learning arc um, all had to do with what happened after a female protagonist was sexually either molested or raped or some kind of sexual misdeed had happened to the female protagonist. And that um, had initiated the the story, um, or had something you know major to do with the story. And this author was really upset about that, and you know was saying, "How come this needs to be in these books? And how come, you know, why does it have to be <laughs> in so many?" So, I, you know, I can see both sides of this. But let me let me talk about both sides though, because I do have one side that I feel a lot more um, on the side of. I guess is what I could say. But I understand what what she's saying. Like why why make that be the thing? Like it's almost almost making it a cliche story, and we don't ever want to make something horrible like that, you know, cliche, because it's, it's an awful, horrible thing, and we, it's not common, you know, we don't want it to be, like, a fabric of everything, like, so ingrained in everything that it's just expected, or it's just, you know, so for that reason, I agree with her, and there's plenty of other stories that can be told that don't have to do with that, but, on the other side, the reality of the situation is that there are a ton of people who are being impacted by sexual, you know, um, you know, crimes. They're happening, and until that stops, it's not going to stop in the stories that we tell. And part of that is because I know as an author and having written about something, you know, in my own book, I have a scene where one of my secondary characters, something horrible happens to her. And 
that's in my book for a reason. Like, like it's me trying to deal with stuff that, from my life, you know, I mean, not, not to say that what happened to my character happened to me, but I mean, my life has been impacted by things that have happened, (laughs) having to do with, you know, molestation and these types of things. And so, I can't not write about, like, that's part of, part of my catharsis, like, part of, part of my healing process is writing about it. So, I mean, on the one hand, like, yes, I understand, like, why you would say, like, stop writing these stories. But on the other hand, how dare you tell someone that they can't tell this story? Like, so, I don't know. So, if we flip this and kind of talk about specifically Daughter of the Blood. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say this book should should or shouldn't have what it has in it. It's it's, it's shocking. Um it's horrible. It's the beginning of a series. I think that this character is going to go on a journey throughout this series and that journey wouldn't be possible without what happens at the end of this first book and it makes the journey that much more powerful and that much more meaningful knowing you know having to kind of rise from the ashes of this you know horrible thing that happens so, even though I have a little bit of of a um, internal struggle on like how I feel about it, I think it's I understand it, and I think that it's something um, that you know it it speaks to people. You know, there are people who have gone through these things. And this character, and I don't know because I haven't finished the series, but if this character is able to, you know, heal from this situation and to make a full life, I mean, that that is a good story for someone. That is helping someone. That's helping a reader. That's So for those reasons, I think, you know, Yes, these books are worth reading. And these books are great. Like, it's, you know, good for those reasons. And that's part of the reason why I'm continuing the story. Um, Like I said, I do really love this main character, Janelle. I think she's interesting. I think she's strong. I think she's, you know, we'll see where she goes. It's not her that I really have the struggle with at this point it's like some of the other characters and it's the world itself and the reason why the world is so bad is because you know Janelle's got to fix something (laughs) so if the world was not as horrible as it is then there wouldn't be a need for you know a savior character to come and fix it and straighten it all out and make things right so you know the worse it is the more you know meaningful it is that somebody's able to correct it and put it right 
So I'm probably, I'm sure that I'll finish the series. I, I wasn't, like I said, I was a little shaky about even the beginning of this book. It was seemed like it might be going in kind of a couple places that I'm not thrilled about. But I don't know. And I'm going to keep reading because I'm interested. And I want to know what happens. And so I will continue making podcasts and let you know <laughs> what I think. Now, if you've read these books and you had a reaction either way, you know, let me know. Um, I have Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, find me on either one of those or if there's a way to I think there's a way to record and and leave a recording for me too. I mean, do that. If you if you liked the book, if you loved the book, if you read this and hated it, you can stand it. You know, let me know um because I'd be interested to kind of hear what what you think. Well, I rambled on and on for a bit, didn't I? I think it's because this isn't an open and shut case for me, even on, on how I feel about this. I'm still in the process of figuring out how I feel about this trilogy. So I hope that you found something interesting in what I've said. Um, and until next time, I will tell you happy reading. Thank you.